Welcome to You Hate to Hear It, where each week we pick apart a song. At the end, we'll each give our judgment and decide if the song truly deserves our vitriol or if we're just being mean. I am Andrew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Charlton Heston. I'm uh, <laughs> stuck on a planet filled with clowns. My spaceship crashed here. Uh, I was sent here about uh, in the year 1999 with my gun, which you'll have to pry from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> and I landed here on this planet of clowns. Don't worry, I'm about to make it to the beach, and I'm going to arrive on the beach pretty soon. Just got to get my horse. Oh, I've got my girlfriend. She, for some reason, is a clown, but that's fine. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, oh, I see the Statue of Liberty. Oh, no, her face has been made into a clown. No, you <laughs> bastards! You did it! You bastards! You made her into a clown! <laughs> Just kidding, guys. I'm Brian. It's not Charlton hey. Heston at all. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was an excerpt of Brian's upcoming play, Planet of the Vapes. <laughs> it's a one-man <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, did, I, did Charlton Heston forget to mention that the, the clown Statue of Liberty had a big vape hanging out of her mouth? Yeah, that's right. Uh, all clowns sell vapes. We know that now. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he would have defended your right to vape. Uh, you know, I don't think I ever watched that movie to, you know, admit some shameful <laughs> All right, well, let's secrets. put it on. I will just uh, <laughs> grab the YouTube link here. And... Well, no, when you when you were in character, it made me think, well, wait, did Charlton Heston, like, fuck an ape? Did he have an ape girlfriend in that he, movie? He kissed, he kissed her. He gave her a big smoochie. But, oh, uh, no, I, I think he, he, in the movie, he's always just like, well, you're too ugly for me to ever, uh, you know, couple with. But uh, I think I, I think I could give you a little smoochy. <laughs> but I'm trying to get back to my home planet with human women and the and the and the. And, well, no, no, no. I've got it all wrong. There is an ape woman that is just like, oh, hot, hot Charlton Heston. You're a human, and normally we take you as slaves. But I gotta, I'm kind of digging your vibe. And then the other, uh, then there's kind of like a human woman who's just like says nothing because she never learned to speak. Oh, man. It's a great movie. Check it out. 1968, <laughs> The Planet of the Apes. Have you ever seen the alternate ending where, where, he, where he's on the beach and he's like, damn it, damn it, I should have fucked that ape. <laughs> <laughs> she had very similar biological parts as to me. Why was I being so picky? And she wasn't an estrus. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets on his spaceship and he lands on octopus planet. And the octopus hot, the octopus hot chick is like, "Yeah, sure, just uh, you know, spread spread your sperm on these eggs that I've laid in the ocean." He's like, "No, no, I didn't know how good I had it. <laughs> I was too picky." <laughs> And then he spends the rest of the movie talking to an empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> no, that's a uh, fucking Clint Eastwood. Oh damn it, that was Clint Eastwood. You're totally right. <laughs> uh, close enough. Close yeah, enough. wrinkly dude with with guns. Yeah, cool. yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, how how you guys doing? <laughs> it's been a been another week. Yeah, did did yeah. a bunch of cool stuff happen to you guys this week, or a bunch of bad stuff? Well, 
mixed bag as always. Uh, <laughs> yeah, damn it. I, I went to the sleep center for the first time in like two years today to deal with my sleep apnea, and I forgot how much of a medical oddity I am. Despite mm-hmm. you know being a, a, a fairly svelte man at you know about a buck thirty and five eleven. Hey, ladies. God uh, damn. I, I have <laughs> crazy apnea snoring issues and uh the dude uh my my new doctor reminded me that when i first went in i i was <laughs> i would stop breathing 50 times an hour every night Good when i was sleeping yes <laughs> yeah right. i forgot i forgot <laughs> I get- that i remember when you went and got that test that's like getting choked out once a minute just about uh the yeah. entire night <laughs> dude wow it's down to like five five an hour now now that i got you know the cpap machine but it's like yeah no wonder i can't remember shit my brain has been just like suffocated for a good 20 years of my life so you're not having all these weird dreams that i have about like like me just like well should i even say Mm. what weird dreams i have yeah do tell well like the the other night i had a dream where there were just like a bunch of naked women surrounding me and they all were like, we really want to have sex with you. We really want to just get down and just have a great dirty time. And I was like, all right, that's great. And then one of them says, unless he has to pee. And then I was just like, oh, no, but I do have to pee. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, I have to pee. And I went to the bathroom. It was the worst dream ever. Uh, my brain oh. was just like, ha ha. That's pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, well, in, you know, compared to the two of you, I'm doing just fine. My arm hurts because I just got like a Tdap shot yesterday. But oh, hell yeah. But I mean, otherwise, I'm doing fine. So you yeah. are not going to be infecting any children with what is Tdap? Tdap is tuberculosis. Nope. Diphtheria. Yep. AIDS. Yep. And percussion. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> percussion. Yes. It is tetanus. Diphtheria and pertussis. So percussion. Yeah. Got it. The A the A is for and. Yes. Well, that's great. Yeah. That is just lazy, lazy writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normally, when you do a uh, you know an acronym like that, you would just kind of leave out the and. It's just yeah. like and. What else could and be? They're like, well, we don't want to tell you, <laughs> but we'll we'll inoculate you against it. But it's an and. Holy moly, you do not want to F with the and. <laughs> it's yeah. one hell of a dot, dot, dot. That A is a big deal. <laughs> you know what? We could actually probably give you three shots for and, but we don't want to. <laughs> it's a series. Yeah, it's definitely a series. That's great, man. Yeah, let's all get vaccinated. If you are a fan of You Hate to Hear It, you are going to get vaccinated. And whatever the government tells you, you're going to put right in your bloodstream. Right, Ryan? Exactly. Just like they tell you to do. and. uh <laughs> No, it's too early to reference. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) We have to do it one time. We have to. It's in the contract, Ryan. You signed the contract. (laughs) I think that I think that one of those clowns probably had something jingling, jangling in their pockets. I wonder what we'd call that. (laughs) So this is a podcast about bad songs but it doesn't necessarily need to be about bad songs because it's about a song that one of us picks that it's something about that song that just really just got under our skin stuck in our craw mess with us kept us up all night prevented us from getting good sleep 
hard erections, etc. Except, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the and. And yeah. who knows yeah. what that and was. Po- yeah. it was po- that was poisoning our minds until we get the chance to just kind of get our feelings and thoughts out on this podcast and then come to some kind of an agreement where we all kind of decide, like, what is this song? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it... I don't know, just some random garbage bullshit that just slips off your brain like I was about to say something else, but water off a duck's back. <laughs> like a Vaseline <laughs> slip and slide. Mama mia, you said it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this week was my choice. Um, oh, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, Andrew. Yeah. Dude, oh, tell, my goodness. Sir. What, what do yeah. we have? Well, so, you know what? They read the title. Everybody knows what we're about to talk about. It's true. Yeah. So <laughs> no, is, I, did, yeah. I didn't read it. Well, what is this song? I haven't I haven't done this yet. <laughs> this week, I, I actually we, watched a different song. I watched uh, 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> where they're just running around in a car. And uh, I hated it. 1979. Cool. You kids. actually, you son of a bitch, you just totally ruined one of my recommendations. Oh, so. God damn it's it. Okay. Oh. It's okay. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. We'll get to that later. It'll be, we won't remember by the time we get there. <laughs> so, so, so. so your recommendations was like songs about the 70s yeah. with the name 1970 in the title. Yep. You sound like the guy in the YouTube comments who's like, I'm 55 and I was born in 66 listening to 1975. How about that? (laughs) That sounds like a math problem. (laughs) And how fast did it take me to get from Philadelphia to Lake Oswego? Yeah, yeah, dude was really tripping on the numbers. You know, just like uh, he just found out about numerology as an occult ritual for 9-11 off of loose change or something. I don't know. Oh, we got it. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's important to mention that uh, the government actually sponsored 9-11. Otherwise known as LIHOP. They let it happen on purpose. Oh, yeah. And also IHOP, which is the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> and terrorism. <Yes. laughs> uh, yeah, IHOP actually stands for It Happens on Pancakes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Um, Sweet mother of God! (laughs) You did it! You blew it up! (laughs) Okay, so back to it. Uh, This week, yeah, we are going to talk about the new song from the 1975 called "I'm in Love with You." I, 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 I'm in love with you. Oh, I'm in love with you, too. I'm glad you finally said it. You know, I, I kept hearing about this band. Um, don't listen to a lot of pop radio, but I kept hearing about this band and hearing about them from, like, I don't know, decent sources. And I feel like I just, you know, different bands I like. I saw mentions of them or I don't know exactly, but I kept hearing about this band. And so when I found out they were going to be on Saturday Night Live um back in i think it was january or something i was like oh cool like i can actually you know i i have some really great memories of some great snl performances i mean everything all the way back to like when fucking live played i alone was like brain melting uh great performances from the <laughs> that 90s. is such um, an interesting grab yeah, it really is. Yeah. But you know, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was just stoked. And then, you know, so I'm watching SNL and they played this song and I was just like, really? Like, that's the fucking band I keep hearing about? Like, 
song is so boring. I just think that it is just, yeah, I, I think it's so boring. And then all the research I did about this band made me like them less than I had before. Uh, this is definitely, it just feels like a Nepo band where it's just like all these kids from seemingly privilege and just a bunch of, you know, they want to be the next Beatles or the next Oasis or whatever. And they just started making this pop music and everybody seems to like it a lot, but I just, I'm finding nothing interesting so far when it comes to this band. So, Andrew, uh, you're going to have yes. to break it down for me a little more. Like, I'm just a pleb. What, it, what, what is the acronym NEPO? That's yeah, so like nepotism. Me. So like uh, Nepo babies. Yeah, okay. they're little Nepo babies. And so- because, because Maddie's mom is some hot total MILF that yeah. uh, is that, that's in movies and TV in England. Like if we're in America, you might not know her, but like she's the Maddie's mom is in all kinds of stuff. And Matt and yeah. Maddie's dad, Maddie, is the lead singer. BTW, if you didn't know that, if you're not a super fan. <laughs> but uh, oh, hello, Denise. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Okay, she's got it going on, and uh, Maddie's dad has also done a lot of uh, Deutsche film. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> das Ausgezeichnet. No, he's not taking Scheisse on people. He's actually just <laughs> acting. Ryan, thank you very much. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got that. I got that. I got you there, Ryan. Thank I you. Got thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's about where my humor lies. It is not high art. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these these two beautiful souls, one who may or may not have pooped on someone on film, has have made this great beautiful man named Maddie who made a band. Yep. They now poop on records. Apparently so. Um. But people love this band. People love The 1975. And what's great about the name The 1975 is that it means fucking nothing. Uh, I mean, that's not that's not necessarily true. No, The... Ryan, you were born in The 1983. Yeah, but do you uh, know where the name comes from, okay. Brian? But it, like, it does have a source. Yeah, it has Shut a source. Up. Get out of town. Yeah, so they picked this name. So on the back of On the Road by Jack Kerouac, there's oh. a bunch of like scribblings and odd randomness and then it's dated on the bottom by jack kerouac june 1st the 1975 so um you know so that jack kerouac helped them to do that's great you know yeah. i i have i have actually uh was part of a writer's workshop that worked with uh, uh a couple people that were writers and hung out with Jack Kerouac and uh, Ken Kesey and stuff like that. And of course, they were like doing the workshop to hold on a little bit to their like, I knew Jack Kerouac. I knew Ken Kesey. I had sex with them and did LSD with them. <laughs> but um, Ken Kesey was way cooler than Jack Kerouac as far as hanging out with. Agreed. I think Jack was just like a sad alcoholic. He would not be fun. He would not be a fun hang. Whereas like, you know. Kicking it with Keezy. Brian, I remember you and I, we drove around in a truck one day in the rain looking for Keezy's farm, <laughs> trying to just like uh, in, show in Pleasant up. Hill. Yep. Well, you should ask my brother. My brother-in-law has been there many times. My own brother is uh, very good friends with Eileen Babs, who is Ken Babs' wife and uh, is the curator and kind of keeper of the memories of Ken Keezy. And uh, one thing that I will tell you about Ken Kesey as a secondhand source is that he hated definite articles. Mm. That's why he was originally going to call it 
the <laughs> cuckoo's nest and uh what's 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 the other like that what's the other book that he did that that is really great sometimes a great notion sometimes the great notion but he took it anyway made it an indefinite article and so these guys are completely besmirching that whole group of of tricksters and pranksters well, he changed it to a great notion because he was trying to spread awareness of uh and people who are suffering from we it. We didn't have uh yeah. before the 60s. They made up uh in a in an LSD daydream. With with all those no condoms and yeah. <laughs> all those no condoms. Hey, hey, no condoms. <laughs> hey, we're part of the we're part of the 60s zeitgeist. Take it off. No definitive articles, no condoms. <laughs> hey, Jack. I see you putting that thing on. Take it off. <laughs> so all you're telling me is that if Matt Healy would have read Sometimes a Great Notion instead of On the Road, then this band would be called A1975. Like, it just doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's, it's part of the uh, Marvel multiverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in, in their 1975, Spider-Man is a uh, he's a plumber who uh, mm-hmm. goes to rescues Princess Peach. There, there you go. So tell me more. Tell me more. So Matt Healy, both of his parents are well-established actors in their own right. It's a bunch of movies you would definitely have never, ever heard of. But, um, but the band forms in 2002 in Wilmslow, Cheshire, a very, very British place. Um, they met in secondary school, which is English for high school. And so they're a bunch of teenagers and they start like playing music, they start playing covers and then eventually they start writing their own songs. They were playing like a bunch of punk covers, right? They were kind of like kind of started out like as a band that like covered punk songs. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of reference to much of the covers um, personally, but I yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, then like I guess city councilors, I kept reading this, like some city councilor kept like pushing them to perform at like city festivals and like public appearances and whatnot, which just sounds like privilege to me. Um, yeah, so then they were signed, I mean, again, as teens to, uh, yeah, Dirty Hit and Polydar Records. Um, oh, they, okay. They released several EPs, and then in 2013, they released their self-titled debut, which immediately, like, tops the UK charts. It just goes, you know, berserk. Their second album, which has a really, really creepy name. I mean, this album is called I Like It When You Sleep, for you are so beautiful, yet so unaware of it. Um, <laughs> did not age well. No, that's and that's ten years old, and that's just yeah. No. Ugh. When did it? When did it stop being okay to to ogle women in their sleep? Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm going to argue, and you know, I I think I speak for myself, not for my podcast mates on this one. That I think it's not okay to ogle women in their sleep. Yep. Speak for yourself. Yeah, that's a <laughs> pretty bold take, man. <laughs> so, so you know, you know, he made that up like just doing that. Oh what, yeah. Oh, oh, what yeah. a great album name! Oh, I'm <laughs> looking at women in their sleep. <laughs> Every time I do like a British guy impression, I'm just I just do Ringo. Wait, uh, can we stop for a second? Do you guys have Do you guys have like a good like British rocker impression? No, let's, absolutely let's all, not. Let's all do one. Not Let's all really. do one. I mean, I can kind of do one, but not really. Okay, you have an album. You're you're now yeah. on Dirty Hit Records. You're all fucking mental. You're metal. <laughs> yeah. Metal. I got this aluminium over here trying to go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. So that second album uh with the horribly creepy title goes number one in the UK, US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. So, like, what is that? The five whitest countries uh on the face of the earth. And uh um, this was hitting hard in that was, demographic. Yes, yes, it very, very much was. I'm actually surprised because I, I thought honestly they never broke through the the top ten in the charts, but uh it sounds like that's not the case. Maybe that was just for singles. Well, maybe yeah. Ed Sheeran just left some room for these douchebags to like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll leave you uh, a little space in the top ten. You can have top eight, top nine. <laughs> Don't you dare creep into the top seven. That's my space for my new record called uh, Drinking Beer and Taking Shots with Ed Sheeran. And why are the, why are their albums like full sentences? Have has that been talked about? I think it's just part of their style, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this band. I don't know. I don't. I'm not one to just tritely call someone disingenuous, but it feels to me like they're just trying to do all of the things that other people will think are cool to make themselves look cool. Well, yeah. Like when you look at their list of influences, they're just like trying to rattle off cool bands. And I'm like, what, what are those? I mean, so I like cool bands. Give me some cool bands. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like, I mean, OK, half of these are cool bands. Half of these are. not But like Talking Heads, My Bloody Valentine, Ride, which I'm not really familiar with. But um, no, Michael Jackson, Christina Aguilera, D'Angelo, Roberta Flack, Boards of Canada, Cigarettes. Yeah, just like. And then also Healy, in many interviews, has apparently said that their influence is, quote, heavily rooted in African-American music. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, that is true for all rock music, you know, in a way. Yeah. Because it was stolen true. from yes, black people. Yes. Thanks, Elvis. Yeah, there's a great quote where Maddie Healy was talking about influences and how, you know, they're a pop band, but they operate as an alternative band. And he said, uh, we're closer to Radiohead than One Direction. That is not the case. He is way closer to One Fucking Direction than Radiohead. Yes, absolutely. Yes, he really wants, exactly. He really wants to be, like, he, he's like, well, no, we just, we live closer to Radiohead than One Direction. Like, you know, <laughs> they're just, they're not that far away. They're just a few clicks away. Exactly. But, but, yeah. Sonically, I guess I could see how you, how you misunderstood. I understand. <laughs> I know. Yes. We sound like One Direction. Yes. Uh, and it has something to do with like how he just wants to sort of subvert the pop genre, even though that's what he's in. Like that is his wheelhouse. It seems at every turn though, he's trying to do some kind of postmodern, like, I don't know, debasing of the sincerity of the the like genre he's chosen to be in. It's strange. You mean like how he like says the F word in his songs? A lot. Yeah, there's like a lot of weird references to like jerking off or like he, yeah. he there's always a line in every song where he's just like, eh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Or like, <laughs> I have an erection, but I'm not sure if I can hide it. Or like, uh, just that like, line. Yeah. Like you tuck you tuck it you tuck it under your belt, yeah, and then yeah. wear like a big floppy t shirt. Everyone knows yeah. this. Didn't you learn anything about embarrassing boners in middle school? Jesus, or or <laughs> secondary? <laughs> I think embarrassing boners in secondary is one of their album titles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was definitely one of their first EPs. Holy shit. <laughs> 
so 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 that that brings us to we're talking about the song now so the the, let's talk about the music video a little bit first can i just make one really quick point that i just want to just just real quick you can't you're gonna have to no you know what you're gonna have you you can't convince me you're gonna have to convince you're gonna have to convince me charles and eston and i have a gun andrew if you don't say something really smart right now i'm gonna shoot you with this gun i'm not convinced you want one of the clown people so just just a quick observation although matt healy's parents might have been these two famous actors i I'm actually pretty convinced that his parents are actually Chris Isaac and Harry Connick Jr. Because he looks exactly like a mix between, yeah, Harry Connick Jr. and Chris Isaac. So (laughs) that's my observation. Hmm. I'm just going to leave it out there. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to come back at you with, I think, that Matt Healy is a secret agent mouse. (laughs) Huh. That's what he looks like to me. Put him in a little yeah. suit and tie. It's a little like da 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 da. Yeah, a little Walter PPK. Yeah, yeah for sure, absolutely. man. <laughs> oh, that's uh, yes. What a wicked game. <laughs> He's like, what a wicked game we play when we hunt clowns. <laughs> that's. The, I really hope that is the title of their next album. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, speaking of clowns, guys, this music video had some of the worst clowning I think I've ever seen in my life. I I can confidently say right now, they did not have a real clown who went to clown college as a consultant on this video. This was just, let's put on the clown makeup and like, do whatever. Yeah, run around with my noodle arms like I'm a wacky, wild, inflatable tube man, and I'd look like a toddler like <laughs> running in joy. <laughs> There's so much in this video of just clowns like holding something randomly and then being like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then like throwing it up in the air and then walking away. Like, <laughs> that's so stupid. Super fucking stupid. Uh, Matt Healy's clowning abilities. A clown makes everything bigger. You know, your gestures are huge. You have a huge response that shows what you're thinking or like trying to do at the moment. And Mm -hmm. he was like super understated and he was not doing the right gestures for the scene or the moment. It was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've got this guy. He's just like, he's just like, I'm in clown makeup. Isn't it cute? Oh my goodness. I'm going to try to buy a vape. Actually vape salesman clown favorite clown. (laughs) <laughs> dude, that was a sad looking clown dude that was probably the bass player right <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> a fair it's a fair subject. those guys always get shit on <laughs> oh man yeah i mean it, to me the 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 music video just looked like i feel like there's might be some something these days where you have to music, make a music video for a song for it to be considered for certain awards so it just really looked to me like they were like okay you've got a thousand dollars go make a music video for this and they like bought some (laughs) white face paint and some striped shirts and just went and like made a stupid video in an afternoon like i've definitely seen snl like the lazy saturday music videos with higher production value (laughs) than this than this way 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 better and with like an actual plot and but i mean there there were some moments where i'm just like okay there's a little bit of high production value in this well, and uh, sort of, it's it's that whole. Uh, it's like, a, do you guys remember Radiohead's uh, "Street Spirit," where it's the black and white, and they're all like slow motion, sort of jumping around in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. 
I feel yeah. like they took the best little bits of that, and those were the best moments in this. Oh, because video. that's what this band wants to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except they're not challenging at all the dominant paradigm of music. They are completely like creating pop garbage, and that's fine. And yeah. If I was Matt Healy, I would be very satisfied with my career. But like, they are not Radiohead, but they are definitely trying to parrot Radiohead in some of these music video moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, if you if you listen to uh, more like in more interviews with Maddie, he's always talking about high art. Like whoever he's chatting with will be like, "Is this high art? Yeah. We're we doing high art right now." And I feel like he just like really wishes he was that yeah. deep artistic soul, and it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not to get too Freud, but he's probably just really trying to get his parents' affection. Like after all these hmm. years, you know. Like mm-hmm. that, I could totally yes. see. Yeah, to not to get again, not to get too psychoanalytical, but like it just, yeah, he's probably got pretentious, mm-hmm. like artistic parents who have done Shakespeare and all that, and now he's in this band. He's sitting, he's sitting at home, and his mom is like, "Where are the clowns <laughs> bringing those clowns?" And he's just like, clowns, that's it. You know what I, you know what this whole music video made me think of is a childhood memory that I had uh, when I would go and stay at my grandmother's house and uh, go stay up in, in, in the bedroom. And I think it it was one of the first times that I'd been up there in, in, in in an age where I actually could record memories. I think I'd been up there before, but I go, we, we go into her house and there's this big cabinet that's just filled with little clown toys and little little ceramic clown tchotchkes there had to be 500 of them and uh we were and you know we would we would kind of take a look at them and we were never allowed to touch them we go upstairs and my grandma's like okay here's the room where you and your brother my little brother tim shout out are gonna be sleeping and it was just filled with paintings of sad clowns so that it's just like (laughs) good night boys Enjoy these sad, terrifying clowns who are going to be staring at you as you sleep. And we'd be like, I'm scared. Are the clowns coming for me? And then one and then one day, I think my grandma kind of just like had it in her head just to give us a little bit of family history. She's like, oh, it's so nice to have you boys in this room. You know, your grandfather, he died in this room. Anyways, good night. (laughs) <laughs> with sad clowns just looking at us it's like straight out of grandma's boy yeah exactly yeah she didn't die in the bed did she oh no 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 she fell out of bed and died right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she's like she's like you figure that out i'll tell you tomorrow <laughs> God. we'll see who gets possessed with his disembodied spirit enjoy the clowns can't sleep clowns are gonna eat me <laughs> Can't sleep, clowns will leave me. Exactly. Jesus. I like I like the woman clown who he went by and for like one second who who just goes, What the fuck? That's <laughs> no. Phoebe Bridgers. And <laughs> yeah. She sums up this whole video. To be yeah. honest. Yeah. Like yeah. that's how I feel about this video is what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Phoebe Bridgers was like AI put into this video. It's like a deep fake. And I think that she's not actually in this video. <laughs> so she's not she's not the clown who is the the female clown that he's. No, no, so, no. So if, if we can kind of break down this video, essentially what it is, is this clown wakes up. He does not have a bindle, which is a big mistake. He wakes up, kind of goes on the street, sees a clown selling vapes. 
I don't want one of these vapes. I'll take one of these flowers. He goes mm, with no, the he, flower. No, he shows a picture of the woman he's looking for. Oh, so it's, Which yeah, is right. our dancer clown woman. So yeah. it's a it's a kind of a Terminator 2 situation with this clown. <laughs> Have you seen this clown? <laughs> and he's hunting down this female clown. I need your vape, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> Come with me if you want to vape. <laughs> Uh, already a better video for sure way better he does not throw any clowns onto the grill of a barbecue which is a shame Mm. he 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 hunts down this clown and he does find her and she kind of runs away and then he dances with her throws her across the room throws her across the street throws her across up into the sky and this clown and the female clown can fly so that's not phoebe bridgers no, no, Phoebe is the one sitting on the bench like you were talking about, miming goes, the, the, the WTF. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is, if, if you've ever heard Boy Genius, that's her band. And I think she's also a so- solo artist. Um, no, she's fantastic. Oh, yeah. she's, I, I yeah. love Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, she's rad. But she will not be appearing on this podcast. Is she on Dirty Hit? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Just yeah. a homie. But she's also at the very end of this video, too, playing yeah. guitar without the clown get up. Yeah, so she's not actually in the band, though. She's just like, it's just a cameo, just a random cameo. Yeah, so she do- she doesn't show up at the end when they're doing the silly-ass white people dancing in that tunnel. She so- actually might be in the tunnel in there, but she's not like... Okay. I don't. I don't think she ever has clown makeup on. I think she's always just herself. And I no, think no, she's the, got clown the, makeup. No, she's she on does. the bench, bro. She's a she. She clowns it up. Yeah. And then and then the they they go through the video. He finds the woman. They dance. They have a great time. And then the end of the video is them arm in arm. And uh and Matt Maddie is kind of looking at her and he's like, Hey, why don't you take your clown makeup off? Because he already has taken his off. And that's when we see that he has gigantic ears, which I'm not trying to body shame anybody, but like he has big ears. And I think that that is probably Good for being a musician, right? <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, well, you'd think so. But I mean, judging from this album, no, it's not. And then and then uh, he's like, he's like, he kind of drags his hand across his face, like, take off your clown makeup. And then she does it. And then the last thing you see is Maddie being kind of making a disgusted face, being like, oh, ugly. Like, what the fuck is that shit about? That makes that is so mean. I think this plays to the secret message. If you guys were uh, wearing your decoder ring and following the uh, writing on the wall, (laughs) they had like, you know, Mm -hmm. word by word through the whole video. It progressed. If you put it all together, all the words that are uh, written on the wall, it says everyone is disappointing once you get to know them. And that plays into the whole thing at the very end where Maddie basically makes that face of like, ooh, maybe I'm not in love with you, which is his whole, once again, bringing it back. That's his whole idea of like debasing his sincerity, even though he's always talking about authenticity and sincerity is the mark of a real artist. He just has to do it in every song. He has to basically go back on everything he's saying. It's like he's a pop star, but he doesn't want He hates being a pop star. At the same time, he like has this weird dichotomy. Yeah, because he see, he sees this woman and then he's like, he sees her without the makeup on. And then he's just like, oh, actually, I don't like you anymore. I think I'll go be a clown. I'll hang out with the vape guy. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like what? What the hell? Also, the that the 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 female clown is part of the band, right? Because she mm. shows up at the end and she's playing guitar. No, no, no. That's Phoebe. Oh, yeah. okay. So are we yeah. supposed to be like on Maddie's side as he like shits all over this girl? Sorry. Yes, because we're a 17 year old girl who's in love with his secret agent mouse face. <laughs> he's yeah, exactly. He's like, he's like, don't worry, I'm not in love with this clown. I'm in love with you at home watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why yeah. I'm always sus about any of these bands whose target audience is a teenage girl, man. I, did, I don't trust their intentions. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't even bother this time to like go and collect the YouTube comments because they literally are all like, I love you. Maddie is so handsome. I mm-hmm. love this band. This band is great. This band is amazing. I heard this song and I just fell in love with the 1975. Like, I'm 55 years old and I love. There were a couple of, the, yeah, there were yeah. a couple of those. But uh, I, I did get a good poll here because um, someone else, who, just like you were saying, was commenting on, oh, I think it's so clever how Maddie was talking about everyone is disappointing once you get to know them. Like, it's a real, like, artistic move. Uh, so let's give a little shout out to at Cosmic Ray, Ray R A E clever hey he responded with uh but the thing is if you truly love a person you will love them despite their imperfections got it in one my dude you know what i i think the same thing if if you know if you're doing it right you're actually learning to love someone more and more over time and it's basically the exact opposite of what you know this subversive idea is trying to tell you yeah like she okay she was a clown she danced with you. She she had a great time. This is the beginning of a beautiful relationship. And then the music video ends with him being like, oh, actually, after you took off your makeup, oh, I'm kind of not that into you. God, fuck <laughs> you, dude. She she was great. She could fly. Right? One in a million. Whatever. She can do so much better. She can fly. She She's just like the mom from Hereditary. She can fly. <laughs> she, except, except she doesn't cut her own head off. <laughs> I I really wish that uh I really wish that the woman would just be like fine and then just like grab uh, Phoebe Bridgers and they would just leave together. Yeah. And be like, fuck get, you, Matt Healy. That would have been yeah. way better. Let's get like, out of here. I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm gonna go listen to good music now, actually. Peace. What is good music though? What are what is your favorite British bands? Oh. That's a great question. Um Oh, thanks. I uh, can't reach my back anymore from since yeah. I'm a big because your muscles idiot. are so huge. Oh God! <laughs> but yeah, what what is your favorite British band? Like, what what is a band from the Isles that really just kind of does it for you? I cut my teeth on Led Zeppelin. I mean, Led Zeppelin got me into being the guitarist that that I am. So I, I got to give it up to them first and foremost. Andrew? And they're yeah. not from the American South in the 1940s? Wait, <laughs> I didn't on. say no. they weren't appropriating music, but <laughs> they were the people that I listened to in my dad's record collection. No, they are fantastic. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I kind of am going to agree with you on that one. Andrew, what do you think? I mean, uh, in a similarly somewhat obvious statement of great music, I mean, Radiohead. Radiohead will forever be a, like a foundational fundamental band for me. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. As will Gorillaz also. But not Blur? 
<laughs> I mean, I only knew Blur for the one song. Yeah, exactly. God, yeah. I would rather listen to any Blur song than than these guys. Blur's great. Yeah. You know what? Props to Blur. The the American military hit them up and was like, "Hey, we want to use your song for our like promotional like videos of us bombing the shit out of brown people. Like, can we, <laughs> yeah. you know, give you some royalties?" And they're just like, "Fuck you do, guys! Do 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 do. Let's bomb." At least at least the military actually asked like asked permission because I love. Like one of my favorite parts about election season, because there's really nothing to love, but I love all of the bands that that come out and just berate all the Republican assholes that use their songs <laughs> yes. in like campaign stops and stuff. And they're just like, stop using my music. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my music at your hate rally, like fucking knocking off. Little um, song about Jack and Diane <laughs> voted Republican. Wait, no, hold on. What are you doing? I would love to see like Joe Biden try and play Chris Rock and Chris Rock come out and be like, I don't want my music at some Joe Biden rally. Does Chris Rock make music? I I haven't heard this. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Rock. No, no. Yeah. Kid Rock. That guy Uh, seems to be a giant piece of shit. You know, I almost did uh, for for my mandate next week. uh, Worst song. I was going to do Orrin Hatch. He he made like a religious album. Uh, <laughs> but I was yes. like, you know what? I don't even want to fuck with politicians. Let's like not even go there. Plus, like Mormons have a lot of ammunition. I don't need Wait, to. Are like, you sure you're thinking of Orrin Hatch and not? It's not Donald Rumsfeld, but there's uh, no. There's a guy in the Bush administration who did like the Eagle Soaring song. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What's his Can't name? Can't wait to see that eagle soar <laughs> over <laughs> my wheelchair as yeah. I watch this country drop into you know what? I, I, I don't want to ride Stephen Colbert's coattails on anything, so I'm not going yeah, right. to play in those okay, waters. Cut it. Yeah. Edit that out. <laughs> well, well, you guys, you know what? Uh, as long as we're talking about music, um, so we have had a complaint about our podcast. Already? Yeah. Wow. Was it your wife? <laughs> I'm not married. I'm a hot single bachelor in my <laughs> mid 20s. <laughs> oh, sorry. I my mistake. <laughs> Aren't we all like playing a character, Ryan? Um, <laughs> no, but 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 a couple of people said that they would like to hear the song that we're making fun of. Mm. And so today we are making fun of what's the name of this fucking song, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. The fact you forgot the name of this song. <laughs> Slipped <laughs> off my brain like water off a duck's back. Uh. Mamma mia. So, so, but, so we can't exactly, due to legal reasons, because it be, this being like a very popular podcast, you know, we, we can get in trouble for doing shit like that. So what what I will do is kind of reinterpret the song using this omatomophone, which is a, a little Japanese uh, musical toy where uh, you can you can play all kinds of and there's a low and a mid and a high. Ooh. And uh, and so I will I will play the song for people. OK, so yeah. are you guys ready for this? Yeah, yeah let's please. hear it. You don't have to blow into it, but I am going to hold it into my mouth. No, I won't. That's stupid. All right, here we go. Wait, how does the song go again, Ryan? <laughs> we might actually get copyrighted right there. Shit. Uh, 
they must use that instrument in the song. Like, that sounds just like it. <laughs> I'm transported right to Clown Town. <laughs> And uh, and and here's the other song I can do, which is uh, uh, the Leonard Cohen, the, the one that's very famous from the Watchmen. Hallelujah! Yeah. Can you hear this at all? I can't. No, I can't hear it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Brian, I think that your computer is self-censoring. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool, though. Whoa, what a smart computer. Your, your, your side picked it up. I'm sure it was amazing. Oh, man, speaking of yeah. which, did you guys ever listen to Jeff Buckley's version of Hallelujah? Of course. It's so Absolutely. good. So much better. Tearjerker, man. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. Yeah. What, a, what a tragic life there. I mean, not even a tragic life, dude. but just a tragic uh, accident. End of life, I guess. Yeah. No, let's let we let's put him in the category of guys that died too soon. And Maddie, you died too late. No Come matter on, where that dude. Matters. JK, JK, Maddie, don't die. Keep making music. Your fans love you. Just because we're making fun of this one song doesn't mean that your band, the 1975, that definite article uh, is <laughs> pissing me off, but. Uh, it doesn't mean that 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 we that you're not making some great stuff. You know, there's a lot of kids that are looking forward to the next the 1975 mm-hmm. music. It's true. It's true. Let, let me just remind everyone listening: we are a comedy podcast, and <laughs> yeah. honestly, like we we wish no <laughs> ill will upon any of these people. No, we 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 love them. If they they are they are bread and butter. And uh, uh, actually, the other day, uh, someone was asking me about this podcast. They were like, "So, what's up with this uh, this podcast?" And I was just like, "Well, you know, we kind of make fun of bad songs, but we're we're punching up." Yes. Yeah. And uh, my and and I will give my friend Katie credit for this. She goes, "Punching up from where you guys are musically, or <laughs> <laughs> punching up from a different." And I was like. Well, they need to be at least worth ten million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> musically, financially. Uh... <laughs> I, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that Lit is not worth ten million dollars today. No, they're doing a lot of county fairs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. we we do we do love music. We do love these uh, smaller bands. We're never going to make fun of guys like uh, Country Risque, who has followed us on. Uh, on Instagram, who's who's shown us a lot of love. Oh, word. What's up, bud? And Creep Creep Jenga showing us a lot of love on Instagram. Got to <laughs> give them a shout out. So give both Country Risque and Creep Creep Jenga a big listen because those guys are giving us some love. And so we need to give it back. Just a cool vibe, man. Creep Creep Jenga. Check them out. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Andrew, what do you what do you have to say about this? This mar- margarine voiced yeah, band we, that you recommended. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we haven't really dove into the lyrics yet. So should we spend a few minutes there? I mean, I feel like that's probably about all they deserve. Absolutely. I mean, like, I think this podcast is setting up a precedent for Muppets and <laughs> for uh, being <laughs> fans of Muppets or detractors. I'm not sure which, but um, let's let's talk about that first odd lyric that just sits out like a jagged edge uh, to the rest of the lyrics. Yeah. You will be at home watching this music video and then all of a sudden popping up in the subtitles is don't fuck it, you Muppet. (laughs) And you're like, what the shit are you talking about? (laughs) Don't fuck it, you Muppet. 
What could that mean? Uh, and actually, I, I was scrolling through the YouTube comments, and then one person was kind of like, well, there's so many like secret messages in the music video and in the song and in the lyrics. And I was like, is this one of these secret messages? Don't fuck it, you Muppet. <laughs> well, I mean, I love that how the next line after that is, it's not that deep. So he's literally just calling himself out like immediately afterwards. Like, Oh, see, because I thought it was a, a fuck it Muppet. And because his penis was so small, it's not that deep. Like five inches, yeah. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't need the full fleshlight length. You will yeah. not hit the Muppet clitoris, or no, the Muppet <laughs> cervix. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, what is this warning really? What What is this? You know, this dire warning. Don't fuck it, you Muppet. Don't fuck a human. Otherwise, you will create yeah. a being unknown, like any in this world. <laughs> half Muppet, half British rocker. <laughs> uh man to be like not funny about it like i definitely got to the bottom of this one because he he definitely has done some interviews talking about his awesome lyrics for this song. Yeah, tell me about uh don't fuck it you muppet Matt. Uh, how do you feel about those lyrics sounds like something that you just shout out right out of your head after watching kermit the frog uh miss picky porn for about oh, 20 no, minutes mate. no no this is high art <laughs> uh this has to do with his whole idea of like don't overthink shit just go for it like make your art right on the spot and that's how great pop music is made so i mean once again it's not that deep uh and he's he's right on the nose with that man he hung a lampshade on that one yeah certainly um which brings us to i mean really the only other lyric that i thought was just a big fucking like Phoebe Bridger says, what the fuck? Uh, you show yeah. me your, you, you show me your, your black, black girl, girl thing. thing. <laughs> what is that? So with no context, that just seems like a, just a totally fucked <laughs> verse. <laughs> black girl uh, thing. I, yeah. I don't even know what to say. So I hunted it down, guys. I found, I found, uh, obviously he had to go on the record somewhere and be like, well, okay, hold, hold on here. <laughs> Uh, he says, I was trying to make it a traditional 1975 song. Oh, notice oh. he didn't say the 1975. Oh. Mm. Mm. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to debase the sincerity, but Han and George from the band really challenged me on it. So I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll just write a song about being in love. At the time, I was in a relationship with a black girl who was so beautiful and I was in love with, and there were all these things that came up, especially with the political climate over the last two years, that you can only really learn from experience in living together. Like, our bathroom was full of specific products for skincare and stuff like that. Things you just can't get at Boots, which is a drugstore. So an all so, white people drugstore. <laughs> so there's this line that goes, you show me your black girl thing. Pretend that I know what it is, which came from this moment when she was talking about something that I had no cultural understanding of. And all I was thinking was, I'm in love with you. And maybe I should have been focusing on what it was. But in that moment, I didn't care about anything cultural or political. I just loved her. Oh, OK, well, you know what? That's great. I, I he so he is pro mixed race relationships that's good if it, it, in america that will give you a lot of uh, points in my in my book considering that there's so many people trying to outlaw those 
That's a good point. That's true. You can even uh, masturbate in front of a bunch of people and, you know, come back after five years of disgrace mm-hmm. and oh, have a yeah. comedy special yeah. that is huge. So funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're talking about Louis C.K. Yeah, we're talking about Louis C.K. <laughs> if you didn't yeah. know. <laughs> just just to be clear. The C stands for coming. <laughs> <laughs> and the K stands for you didn't see anything, okay? <laughs> Does, uh, I mean, there's really not a lot to say about the music, just like the lyrics as far as arrangement and chords. Very boring. Very, it is. very, very boring. Mm-hmm. It's very monotone to me. Um, it it doesn't have very similar to Gwen Stefani last week. It just like, I mean, there's some slight dynamics in it, but really it just stays pretty steady at like a six the whole time. Like maybe goes up to a seven for a moment and goes down to a five a little bit, but like there's no just no dynamics. Um, interesting mm. swells in it. There's no, yeah. You know, I like a song with with some ups and downs, and this song just really had me yawning. Yeah. To be fair, at least it did have a couple of bars from the bridge, which were a different chord progression, which (laughs) uh, Holler Back Girl did not have. But how do you guys feel about this whole like neo 80s vibe, the like the 80s retro wave kind of thing going on in music today? Like, do you prefer the 80s music? Like, you know, the Toto, Tears for Fears, Phil Collins, that this is definitely drawing from? Or do you like the bands today that are doing this this new like 80s wave stuff? Like where where do your does your heart lie? I'm kind of down like I'm kind of down with people like revisiting the the 80s and kind of like what was going on then as far as pop music goes. I don't know if this song kind of does it as well as other songs do. I think this song just turns out just to be just a eight eight bar pop trash. Yeah, and like that's so funny, Ryan, that you said Toto and Phil Collins because like next to like in my notes about the all the influences they listed, I have written Toto, Phil Collins, mm-hmm. The Cure, Depeche Mode. Like especially some of their older stuff is like quite a bit darker and more electronic. So I was getting a lot of like Depeche Mode and more like kind of of The Cure. Depeche Mode. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's actually I mean, the name of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I actually do like me some Depeche Mode sometimes. So, but um, but yeah, definitely Phil Collins for sure, mm-hmm. and and Toto, but without the dynamics, like Toto, but just boring, like watered down Toto. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, not Toto. Like Maso Menos is more like it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy seems like, and I saw him. I've seen him play live. He has two modes when he plays live, like either absolutely belting, which he does fantastically, and I think that's probably where they kind of got a lot of their audience. Is just this dude absolutely belting, just being it, it, almost feeling like one of these South Korean pop bands that just like r- are really good at gathering listeners gathering fans and then there's this other mode that he goes into when he plays live where he's just so boring and stilted and just there's absolutely just nothing there like you cannot Mm -hmm. feel the passion coming from this guy and uh i think andrew you chose this song right because you saw them on saturday night live like what did you think of them playing on saturday night live i thought they fucking sucked 
I was completely unimpressed. Obviously, that's why I chose this song. Like it was just, it left no pleasurable taste in my mouth. And like, and you know, going back to the performance real quick, like the other, the other thing that I was really getting from him, especially in the music video, like towards the end when, you know, the clown makeup's off and it's just the band playing, which is so cliche also like to try and not show the band, but then show the band at the end. But anyways, the way that he's playing guitar and like what he's doing with his legs He's absolutely like trying to rip off as much of the Dave Matthews band crowd as he possibly can because he looks exactly like what he's doing with his knees and doing like the bow legged kind of moves and stuff looks exactly like Dave Matthews. I will just say that like the end of the music video with them all together, that's the best part. That's the best really? part. Wow, dude, I thought that that reveal when they pull back to him like tussling his yeah. hair and like smiling at the camera like he's about to blow you in a bus station was like yeah it was vomit inducing yeah. in me like I, oh. I that was the most insincere moment of the whole fucking video no, that's when you get to see the true prize which are these two gigantic ears and i just want to <laughs> see those babies shaking in the wind honey and i'm just like yeah show me those big bad boys those big lobes uh, brian i thought you were a butt yeah. man I, I did not know you were <laughs> such an uh, ear well, guy you know i'm a multifaceted human being I, I i can see human beings for who they are as long as they have a big butt or big ears okay fair enough there you go. man so like that whole style of you know, not showing the band for a while. And then at the very end of the music video, there's the band. Like, it's a little overplayed, but when it's done well, it's done really well. In this case, I thought it was done horribly. But it reminded me of, like, top five favorite fucking music videos of all time is Everlong by Foo Fighters. Oh, you know, Michelle dude. Gondry. Yeah. Great one. And at the end, when, like, the bed melts away and it's Taylor Hawkins, like, on the drum set and the band is then, like, in the bedroom, like, mm -hmm. that is how you fucking do it. Like, that is absolute, like, that music video for everything that it is is an absolute piece of art. But, like, that is how you do the band reveal at the end, you know? Yeah. This is just, like, an awkward cut and then just like sappy shit. You know, I, I think Foo Fighters had Michelle Gondry as backup for di director on that one. I, I don't think yes. Gondry could have saved this video. You know, I don't think anybody could have no. saved this. <laughs> yeah. No. To be honest. More like Gondry, more like gonorrhea. Oh. <laughs> uh, that reminds me. <laughs> Everyone go get tested for the 1975. It's it's yeah. spreading in your community. Yeah. And it's part of your DDAP regimen. And don't listen to Charlton Heston wear a condom. <laughs> no, no I, with everybody ex except with me. You'll you'll take this condom from my cold dead hands. <laughs> um, I fucked a monkey. <laughs> they don't spread disease. That's a harmful stereotype. Also, the monkey I had sex with was the prime minister of her land. <laughs> she owned a horse and a gun, and she showed me where the Statue of Liberty was. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, she is my prime mate. What's wrong oh, with that? Oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> wow. You know, on that note, I think we have finally sidled yeah. into our judgments here. All right. All right. Wow. So <sighs> I think I will go first on judgments. Did you like it? Did I? I I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this one a I kind of liked it. 
I kind of liked it. I thought it was kind of just a, a a fun, funky jam. It was pretty cool how he said, don't fuck it, you Muppet. It was, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I, I, I think like uh, I put I put this song on while my son was playing Fortnite and and he was like, what a great song. And I was like, well, you have no idea what you're fucking talking about. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it is. Brian's son is 23, by the way. <laughs> what a great song dad can i live here for another 30 years uh, sure okay um but yeah it like it it was so inoffensive i think andrew you chose a song this this time and it may just be because last time we listened to gwen stefani who absolutely was just pooing on the microphone that, that this <laughs> yeah. time there was just a little bit of fun a little bit of flavor a little bit of uh I, I don't know a little bit of zhuzh and zazz and pizzazz in the song that i just kind of enjoyed i completely agree that the song was repetitive stupid the lyrics were meaningless but like it just didn't really hurt my ears so i'm gonna give it the solid b minus of you pass, you can move on to the next year, but next year's going to get harder, so you better start taking some notes. All right. All right. Brian? So, did I like it? Uh, no. I, honestly, no. It's, it's, it's a sappy, saccharine love song, and um, there's, there's always just been some kind of innate gag reflex in me when it comes to this kind of like Justin Bieber, One Direction type of love song in the pop mm -hmm. genre especially but like i also don't count it reminds me of did you guys ever watch a uh, community that tv show kind of just a cult classic uh -huh. comedy tv no. show yeah. there's a yeah. moment when like they're all gathered around the table having this conversation talking about their thoughts on something and uh this one character annie is talking to britta and she says you don't count britta you don't respond to anything appropriately to which britta responds with thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is kind of like my whole vibe when it comes to like pop music in general and especially like love songs I just I don't know some some switch was flipped to me early on and like I was all about like Metallica and Rage Against the Machine and Nine Inch Nails when I was 10 years old so I think I just I was ruined from from day one um, yeah but did I change my mind over the course of this I've listened to this song now I don't know, maybe 12 times, 15 times. And uh, Andrew, I got to just thank you right now for the fact that because of this, I have tangentially found a bunch of other pop artists, actually some within the Dirty Hit stable that I love, absolutely love. And I was telling you before we started podcasting that like, I've been dancing like a moron in my room by myself, like looking in the mirror, doing the whole like shoulder like dabs and like I've been <laughs> loving it. So. Where this song, you know, I'm not in love with it. I definitely have found some form of love for a little bit deeper, like songs that have some substance to it that are still pop love songs. All right. You're going to save that one for the recommendations up next? Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. All right. Well, then, yeah. So for me, you know, I'm definitely more on Ryan's side. Oh, yeah. Ryan, did you have a grade or any kind of rating system? That oh, you would yeah, give yeah. This? Um, um, I, 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 I'm in. It's okay with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. I will second that one. 
<laughs> yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I will say that from the first time I heard this song to now, my opinion of it really hasn't changed. I just find it to be, again, kind of a, I've said this about other songs uh, that we've talked about, like a lowest common denominator. It's just a boring pop song that I think has just like, yeah, some people just want to hear that kind of music and that's fine. But to me, there's just nothing interesting or original about it. I've read in one review that like, you know, saying like, this is a song that's basically destined for like a wedding playlist. And yeah, that's, <laughs> that absolutely makes like, this song is going to come on at some wedding that I'm at probably next summer. And will I dance? Of course, I'll keep dancing. I love dancing at weddings. And I might sing along a little bit. I'll definitely scream, don't fuck it, you Muppet, at someone's wedding. And I, and I, and I apologize in advance is, to is whoever that, that is. Andrew, is that you're yeah. standing up and like, does anyone have yeah. anything to say yeah. that would uh, stop don't, this wedding? <laughs> don't fuck it, you Muppet! <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like, that'll be my toast. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, that'll be my toast. I just want to leave everyone with the brilliant words of Matt Healy. Don't fuck it, you Muppet. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, in my world, this song gets, I don't know, f- I, I would give it probably four out of ten. Word. Um, okay. So You know, in yeah. Maddie's own words, there's plenty of people in the world who don't like music, and there are plenty of albums out there for people who don't like music. <laughs> I go. think this is one of them. And we yeah. make them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. All right. So switching gears then. Yeah. What, um, what have we been listening to otherwise? What song, you know? If you if you want something truly unique or you want something that's reminiscent of this, what do we recommend you listen to? I, I want to go. I want to go because I'm feeling like England is just not being very well represented by this band. And if you want to just take a plane over to the islands where they're eating, you know, figgy pudding and friggin' drinking lager, here's what you want to listen to. Radiohead, baby. Radiohead. Airbag. If you want kind of this, a similar feeling of just like a uh, just a really great, grindy, groovy with amazing lyrics with w- the stuff that is way more poetic and interesting than what this song is going on. Listen to Radiohead's Airbag. That song is friggin amazing. What a great one. Coming right after, uh, out of, I think, what is that coming off of? Uh, their OK Computer album. I mean, the whole album is amazing. Mm-hmm. But like, if you think, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, in England they make songs, like there's hot boys with big ears that just make songs that for teenage girls. There is a great band that made music for everybody. It's fantastic. You got to check it out. Oh yeah. All right, Ryan. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm never gonna just suggest one song. I've just yeah. come to terms with that. I so I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up like this. So we're gonna have runners up and a winner. So if we're gonna go along this pop kind of love songs or songs about love, uh, we have two runners up this week. Hiem, want you back? Great song. Mm-hmm. Great ladies. They are yeah. just immensely listenable. This band also has that 80s sensibility, especially in this song, mm-hmm. um, but they're doing it in a really cool modern way. Uh, let's see. Runner up number two would be Mac DeMarco, My Kind of Woman. You really can't go wrong with Mac. He's just got all the flavor and the gap tooth. 
uh, yep. that you want to see. And that and that slinky guitar, just like the way that that guitarist mm. plays the guitar. I don't know. It's just the it's one of the more unique sounds I've heard come out of like pop alternative rock. So, yeah. And and there's something about him, too, where he does draw the youth crowd like yeah. he can get oh, the yeah. same demographic that yeah. this band uh, does, but with a way cooler sensibility and intention yeah. behind all of his art. Yeah. He is actually high art yeah. uh, and he can maintain a sense of humor about it instead of just, you know, self-sabotaging every <laughs> single song he writes. Uh, but the winner this week just dropped the song that I'm about to recommend yesterday, which I was super stoked to find out. The song is called Sad to Breathe and the band is called The Japanese House. And this is a band that's actually in the same label, uh, Dirty Hit as the 1975, which I was pretty fucking surprised to find out because this band has everything the 1975 wants to have and they haven't been around nearly as long, the 20 years or whatever, to develop it. They're just amazing as is. It's got that crazy infectious 80s beat. Her melody lines are very dynamic, super catchy, whereas I like literally can't remember this I'm in love with you anymore. I, I can sing you this entire song, Sad to Breathe. So, yeah, go listen to the Japanese house, Sad to Breathe. It's fucking incredible. Go give them a like and a subscribe. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and I, too, have three recommendations, um, all kind of based off of the 1975 in one way or another. So first one is 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. Because I, because, <laughs> I mean, num, 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 num. I for one think that is like, that's <laughs> actually meow, a song. Meow, 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 like, meow, meow. <laughs> when, when, when Melancholy. <laughs> that's if Kat sang it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, when Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness came out, that, that song, 1979, I didn't like that much. I loved the, I loved Zero. I loved Tonight Tonight. I loved the other singles. I love that whole album. But for some reason, that song just like didn't. And then just like, but the more I listened to it, I don't know. There's something about that song that like, it's got just a great groove. That drum beat, mm-hmm. Matt Chamberlain, that drum beat is like, it's nuanced in a way that like, if you don't, if you don't know how to listen to drum beats, it just sounds like kind of a normal drum beat but it has some syncopation to it that is very difficult. I've been playing drums for 20 years and I cannot just necessarily sit down and play that drum beat. Like there's, and anyways, I love that song. So 1979 by the Smashing Bumpkins. Agreed. Next recommendation is going to be from the Billboard end of end year Hot 100 singles from 1975. Oh, okay, um, cool. Hey, uh, there's not a lot of good music in 1975. Oh. Not, not going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. But sneaking in at number eight, we've got "Fame" by David Bowie. So absolutely, we'll recommend some David Bowie because it's fucking yeah. David Bowie. Um, that was his uh, cocaine and pickles era. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Mm. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I know what I'm doing tonight. Uh, fucking a muppet (laughs) don't fuck that muppet god we learned from maddie don't do it she'd be like hey kermy i know what you want to do and then okay and then my third recommendation um listening to this song i'm in love with you on headphones one thing in in the drum part that i did pick up on is in the second half because I didn't even mention this yet, but one of the things that bothers me the most about this song 
just when your chorus is one line, you don't need to repeat it eight times. Just, just as a note to any songwriter, you do not need to say a line eight times in each chorus and then you say that chorus three times. Like that's just unnecessary. But in the second half of the chorus, the drums slightly shift to this four on the floor beat that is very like techno kind of beat. And I didn't quite pick up on that at first, but the more I listened to it, I picked up on that. And then that just immediately made me think of one of the best love songs, one of my favorite love songs of all time that also happens to be a techno song. And that would be Digital Love digital by love. Daft Punk. One yes. more time. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's not, not Digital that's, Love. That's not the song. God damn it, right. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's a song Why about don't loving we play someone. the game? Yeah. Yeah, that's a song yeah. about love and about longing that is like actually a, an amazing song lyrically, musically, all things. And so... If you want mm-hmm. something that's going to make you dance, stay away from the 1975. Go put on some Daft Punk. Go put on Discovery by Daft Punk. Absolutely. I have that record yeah. on uh, on vinyl. God oh. damn, that is such a good record. Such a good record. Hell yes. It's just incredible. So, All right. So that, that, uh, that wraps it up for the 1975 for this week. Um, let's see. Who's up next week? Oh, no, 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 no. Let's do our... Let's do our plugs. Um, anything else? Yeah. Mm. Anybody else got anything they're working on or anything exciting coming up? Well, you know what? I will plug someone else, not on not me, but I will plug Central Coast Disc Golf. This is a great indie channel that has turned into absolutely the ESPN of disc golf. If you're a fan of disc golf, you you probably already know. If you think you're a fan of disc golf and you don't know, you got to check out Central Coast Disc Golf. They are absolutely like the that's the the YouTube channel that you need to be on. Those are the guys that you need to follow. Um, that's my brother-in-law's channel. And when I told him I was doing this podcast, he was just like, your audio sounds like shit, Brian. So I'm going to send you a mic. And uh, so that's what. Hell yeah, what a guy. <laughs> and And so I just got to give him a huge shout out for that. So. Ian from Central Coast Disc Golf. Yes, we shouted you out. Now you shout us out because you're way more popular. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Ryan. Um, You know, I think I've edited this out from every other podcast I've mentioned it, but as far as other UK artists that I'm listening to right now, I'm loving this post-punk revival that's going on. So bands like Black Midi, Squid, who has a new song that came out yesterday, and uh, what's another one? Keg. They're a great band as well. Go check them out. They're definitely a different style, kind of more like, I'm walking over the street, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Uh, not, not so much uh, Monty Python. <laughs> it's, it's not so much uh, the, the pop love crooning. It's way more yeah. abrasive, but it's amazing music that's getting made over there right now. You, you guys have it. You guys have it made over the pond and I'm sort of jealous. So, yeah, check them out. Go check out uh, those three bands as well. And uh, yeah, that's about all I have. All right. Nice. Well, Andrew, um, any plugs? No, no plugs this week. Still just getting ready for that next baby to show up anytime now. So. Barely just, you know, I'm, I'm plugging sleep you're like this week. I am, <laughs> I'm all about sleep. Well, Andrew, uh, I, I was, I was thinking about, you know, you're going to be 
you know, a new dad, mm-hmm. uh, a du- double time new dad. And uh, so we we might need to, you know, occasionally have a guest step in for you. So if uh, if that happens and you think that you're worthy of stepping into the gigantic shoes of Andrew, give, give us a heads up. And uh, if you are famous, we might give you a chance. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see who's up next week. That would be right. Next week is yeah. the Rygar mandate and it's going to be a doozy. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to do anything easy. I'm going to try to push boundaries here. I'm definitely going to kill some darlings. All right. Uh, so I, I put together a little quiz um, as per our, our new custom. Okay. I will get out my phone and uh, get out Google to get ready to. <laughs> nope. All phones dropped. Let Aww. me, let me see your hands in the air the whole time. Okay, here we go. So, Spin Magazine called this song, quote, the most overrated in the band's catalog, further stating that it, quote, runs out of ideas halfway through its triumphant first refrain and yet still lasts for six more minutes. Mm. What song am I referring to? Uh, I've got a guess. Fat Boy Slim is fucking in heaven. Fucking and fucking and fucking that's not right. Okay. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. <laughs> oh man, I would never. <laughs> Spin Andrew. Spin Magazine is just like, you know, yeah. let's hate a song from 20 years, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Uh, 50 years ago. I mean, it does ago. have a triumphant 50. first refrain, but yeah, come on. Okay. 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 So the second question definitely like, okay, this is gonna give you better hints here. So. <laughs> This band's guitarist pushed hard for his version of the chorus lyrics where the girls are fat and they got big titties. Oh, oh that God. would be Guns N' Roses. Uh, Guns N' Roses uh, Jungle. In, uh, welcome to the Jungle. No, it's not Welcome to the Jungle. Where the girls are fat um, and they got big titties. Welcome to- You were so close. Yeah, you were so, so close. Oh, won't you please take, take me, me down. home. Is it called Paradise City? Is it called- mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I just forgot the lyrics of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> take me down to Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Jungle. Where we got dirty apes. <laughs> take me down to Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we cannot say "damn dirty apes" and "Guns and Roses" in the same sentence because they actually do have some issues with being racist scumbags. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm yeah. really glad yeah. that you didn't pick the Guns and Roses song that where they just say all the slurs. No, no, no. that's just. I mean, that is no. It's it's, it's like <laughs> worse people. I don't know. We're not. We're not gonna like have Hitler's fucking song yeah. on. <laughs> you hate to hear it. Oh yeah, I've made the song with uh, Axel Rose. Mm-hmm. I want to play it for you. But, but maybe we could play Matt Healy's dad's version of that song. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. His dad was a German. Yeah, God, let's let's go after him. Um, anyways, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. hey. Sounds good for next week. And don't forget, you can always get in touch with us on Twitter at YHTHI podcast or send us a question at YHTHI.podcast at gmail.com. And, and 
We are on Apple Podcasts, so find us at uh, You Hate to Hear It on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and on Google Podcasts. Find us on all three. Subscribe. Give us that rating. If you want to give us five stars, that's fantastic. If you don't want to give us five stars, why don't you, uh, I don't know, fuck right off and just don't do that because we need five stars or nothing else. (laughs) I'm like an Uber driver. I will give you a bottle of water. I will send you a bottle of water if it gets me five stars. If you give us five stars, you can definitely depend on getting a bottle of water from Andrew. All you have to do is find him. (laughs) Yep. And remember, when you give them a five star, they give you a five star. That's right. You are getting rated too, my friend. That's right. That's right. Whoa. That's why I get picked up so fucking fast. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. And you got to love us or <laughs> else you are bad at liking music. So now it's time for goodbyes. And I'm going to say my goodbye first. I'm Brian. Thanks for listening. I'm Ryan. Thank, thanks too, I guess. <laughs> and I'm Andrew. This has been You Hate to Hear It. Thank you. And check you out next time. <laughs>